0: Welcome into another edition of In the Lucky Spot with Scott Miller. Tennis legend Tracy Austin was in Columbus this week. She was the keynote speaker for Columbus State University's Girls in the Game luncheon. The mission for the Girls in the Game initiative is to advance and provide support to CSU female student-athletes. You probably know Tracy Austin is an international tennis hall of famer, a two-time U.S. Open champion, and still the youngest person ever to win the U.S. Open. She was winning professional tournaments before she was old enough to drive, beating Martina Navratilova and Chris Ebert when she was 16. She was the world's number one-ranked player at the age of 17. Maybe you don't know that only a few years after that, her brilliant career was cut short by multiple injuries and effectively ended by a near-fatal car wreck. She thought she had years remaining to play at the top of her sport. Instead of the big two of Ebert and Navratilova, it was going to be the big three for years to come. Then, in the blink of an eye, it was all over. Her superstar career ended at an age where some careers were just starting. For many people, this would have been enough to cause them to spiral out of control. Not Tracy Austin. She didn't take the easy way out. She didn't give up. She didn't quit. She found the inner strength and discipline to carve out a new career path of broadcasting and inspirational speaking, a path that would keep her involved in the sport she loves and allow her to support the people and causes that she cares about. This week is the 39th anniversary of Tracy's rise to the number one ranking in the world. I had a few minutes to sit down and talk with her, and I had a delightful time. She's warm. She's Funny, insightful, and very direct. Tracy, first of all, welcome and thank you for coming to Columbus State and helping us with our Girls in the Game initiative.
1: Absolutely. It was great. A uh, fantastic luncheon with so many of the young ladies that play on so many of the sports teams here at Columbus State, and as I told them, they're all winners already. They've dedicated their life to the sports that they love, that they have a passion for, and for that, they were rewarded with scholarships and the ability to come here and to play on a team. As you know, tennis is, is an individual sport, so, so often it, it can be very lonely. And now all of a sudden you come and you're, you're playing and you got to look over and teammates are cheering you on, and each point that, that you can try to win for your team is, is so exciting. So it's a, it's a wonderful four years for these ladies, and it, it sets them up beautifully for the rest of their lives as well.
0: When you talk to young female athletes, is this one of the ways that you pay it forward to help them? Like perhaps someone or multiple people helped you.
1: Absolutely, I think that uh, first of all, I think so many of them are unaware of how good, how well they have done, and what a, what a great job. In order to to uh, be rewarded w- with the scholarship, and and also what sports can do for them later. It's it's learning how to overcome adversity on the court, learning how to problem solve, learning how to overcome the obstacles. Those are all things that you're always going to have. It's funny because I think I'm a better mother because of it. As you know, um, as a parent, oftentimes things can get topsy-turvy and you've got to stay calm. You've got to stay clear-headed and and focused. And I think being an athlete can help in your job as well. In everyday life, we're always faced with with different challenges. And if if the clearer that you can think and your way out of it, it's going to be helpful. And as an athlete, that's where you start.
0: You also had some advice today for parents. I love that part, (laughs) the golden hour.
1: Yeah, the golden hour is something that I had to come up with for myself because I was so competitive and... I want my kids to be happy. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what our goal is, for them to be healthy and happy. And so let's say my son would come off of a tennis match. I wanted to fix it right away. You know, if you'd only hit to the backhand more, if you'd only done this more, so that next time he would win. Well, that's not necessarily what they want to hear at that time. They're already disappointed. What they want to hear is is from a mom, from a dad, that you did a great job. I, I love your sportsmanship out there. I loved the effort that you gave. I'm pro- so proud of you for trying to dig in, and you gave your best today. Your, your opponent was just too good, that's okay. Tomorrow you can start working on it. But the the fact is that they need to know that you're proud of them. And and oftentimes I think we brush right over that way too quickly and try to get to how they can improve.
0: In your career, was there a pivot point that changed your life?
1: Well, I think it was later in my career when I won the U.S. Open at 16. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a real game changer. When I was a little girl, I, I played at the Jack Kramer mm-hmm. Tennis Club, and there were many stars that came through, whether it was Billy Jean King, or Jack Kramer owned the club. He brought in the Rod Lavers, and, and all of these people that I started to look up to. And my sister played on the tour. She um, had this seemingly wonderful life of traveling around the world. That's something that I aspired to. And once you start aspiring and, and setting up goals, which is very beneficial, you start dreaming of winning a major. You start dreaming of being number one in the world. So when I won the US Open at 16, my life definitely, without a doubt, changed because there were so much, so many more expectations, so much more pressure. Um, but also, with that, uh, you know, dreams do come true. So it was a beautiful moment for me.
0: Happy anniversary week, by the way. Mm-hmm. 39 years ago, this week that you became the number one player in the world. Do you remember when you got the news, how you felt, what you said?
1: I absolutely do. Uh, I was in Hilton Head, South Carolina, and which. Uh, was one of my favorite tournaments, and I was not aware that if I won a certain match, I was going to become number one in the world. Mm. I wasn't aware of the math, and I think it was actually beneficial to not have that pressure to be thinking about the wrong thing. So my mom came up to me, and she said, with that win, she whispered in my ear, I was about to go into a press conference, she said, you've just become number one. I just couldn't believe it. I mean, because mm-hmm. as a little girl, when Billie Jean came to our club, and was, uh, you know, spoke to me, and I got her autograph, and I did a book report on her. Um, I thought, you know what, that's something that I wanted to try to achieve. So yeah, you're pretty blown away by it.
0: Your career was amazing. I'm so impressed by it, but I'm equally as impressed with what you've done since you've played. Sometimes life gives us a blistering serve, and we can't return it. Right. You had so many injuries piled up, tried to come back tried to come back in the midst of one of your comebacks you had a near fatal wreck and pretty much effectively ended your championship tennis would have been easy to throw up your hands say i've been great this game owes me something you didn't do that you decided on a different career path you found it it kept you in the game that you love allowed you to continue to support the causes and charities that you like Where did that strength come from?
1: I think being an athlete was awfully helpful. The ability to overcome obstacles, to reset your goals, which are very important in life. The ability to start to focus on something positive and not look back. Um, And I think the other thing that's so interesting is when you get in a life-threatening car accident, you're also, it changes your perspective immensely in the fact that one more second and I wouldn't be there. So you really realize, Things, it, it sounds crazy and it sounds cliche, but things just become a lot more clear to you in life.
0: In addition to those things I said, you also, uh, in forging a new career path, you you married and you and your husband formed a loving family, and that's a full time job in itself, isn't it?
1: Really, it? it really is, and I think again, being a being a an athlete helped me to become a mom as far as multitasking, as far as time management, as far as organization. Um, there's there's so many things that you learn and without a doubt it was just amazing to see three boys flourish and three boys flourish so differently Um, the adjustments that I had to make as a mom again you had to make as an athlete the adjustments that they're all different and you can't mother them you can't raise them all in the same way they all have to be raised outside the box kind of what I spoke about today is listening you know mm-hmm. kind of pulling back and going okay what does this one need this one needs a little bit of more of this it's like a recipe a little more salt sure. a little more cinnamon over here and really paying attention and it's not it's not cookie cutter by any stretch of the imagination and and uh Again, the goal is to raise healthy and happy boys.
0: Very much like a coach. It uh, used to be an old saying, well, your coach has to treat every player the same. No, that's no. not true at all. No. You have to treat them fairly, but they're all different.
1: Absolutely, and that's the better coaches are very much willing to recognize, okay, this guy needs a little tough love. Mm-hmm. This one needs more love. This one mm-hmm. needs uh, is, is too hard on themselves, and they need a little bit more um, – you know, encouragement. They need positivity. Uh, You know, this one, the technique isn't so great, so we need a little bit more of this. This one seems to go out and party a little bit too much or or whatever it is. So I I think as a coach, it's probably very difficult because you're coaching 12, 13, 14 different guys or gals, and they all need something different.
0: It has been a pleasure spending a few minutes with you and uh, I'm happy that you got to come in and see, speaking of coaches, what Coach Evan Isaacs has done here, building a powerhouse in NCAA Division II and winning championships.
1: Absolutely, and I will say just in the couple of days, it seems like Evan really cares about his players, which is first and foremost important as people. They are tennis players, but I think of that as secondary. Many of these kids are coming from Europe. They don't go back throughout the year. Some of them I've heard don't go back for two, three years. So uh, the fact that Columbus embraces these kids, they feel at home, they feel welcome, they feel cared about uh, is very important for them and it gives them the confidence that they can flourish from a freshman to a senior, not only academically but tennis-wise personally as well. I think it's it's absolutely fantastic and it's a win-win for everybody.
0: Well, best wishes, and you keep being you.
1: Thank you very much. You did a great job. Thanks so much.
0: Once again, my thanks to Tracy Austin for joining me in the lucky spot. Had a lot of fun and look forward to being able to do it again. And thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.